0: Excuse me? Where's everybody going? We're going to do what we should have done months ago. Too
1: bloody right.
0: We're going to turn that Hoff bastard into mulch.
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast, my name is Dave and today we're going to talk about Varushka, which is a a, a nation um, empire which I know very very little about. Um, So joining me, I've got two guests that are going to fill me in on all things Varushka. Who who would like to introduce themselves first?
1: Very decisive. I I see how it goes, I see how it goes. Um... (laughs) I'm CJ. Um, I play Fania from the Seekers of the Woven Path. Uh, If you know Varushka, you might know me. Hello. Uh,
0: Hello, I'm Emily. I uh, play Yulia Kazimirova-Voronov. Some of you might know me from the Imperial Senate, where I'm currently Senator for Mikarova.
2: Very, very cool. Right. Um you said a lot of things there which um I didn't th- there's so much to go into even just in the way you introduced <laughs> yourselves just then. Um yeah, I
1: didn't so, so Varushka names.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, so go ahead. Sorry, say again.
1: I didn't know you were doing full Varushkin names, I see. <laughs> oh,
2: well. <laughs> I I don't I don't know uh, what, what that really means. Um maybe maybe let's start at the beginning for someone that hasn't played Empire or interacted with Varushka. What would you say are kind of the like, surface-level things you should know about Varushka, right? Like, maybe some look-and-feel stuff and maybe a little bit into their personality. Emily, Um, go ahead.
0: (laughs) So, uh, Varushka as a nation draws on quite a lot of inspirations from um, kind of Eastern European and German folk folk stories and fairy tales. So, you're talking quite a lot of, you know, Brothers Grimm-type stuff, um, Baba Yaga, all those kinds of... of stories so there's a lot of slavic and germanic influence in the nation and a lot of stuff about spooky monsters in the woods that can and will eat your face yeah i don't think
2: i've been to Varushka and not been told something about monsters at some point while i've been there like it's a really ubiquitous uh Varushkan experience is to hear about some nasty shit that's in the in the bushes or just terrible things um yeah i think like uh how much of that is like actual lore or how much of that is kind of like people just telling great stories about uh, monsters and things like that?
1: Verishka is that if someone tells you a story, it's probably true (laughs) because the half magic is all very woven up and like, like Verishkans don't really, this is kind of a player-based thing, Verishkans a lot of the time don't write stories down because if you write it down, so there's a big sort of like oral tradition of telling stories in Verishka. But the thing is, is that most of those stories come from experience, the sort of monsters and the lore. It's very that fairy tale kind of nebulous. They can take on a lot of forms. There's a lot of shapeshifters. There are some very specific ones, but there's also sort of more nebulous entities that are just kind of out there that you have to learn how to deal with on their own sort of basis. So basically, if someone tells you about something horrible in the woods, it's probably a real something horrible in the woods, and it probably did eat their friend.
2: Yeah, I would say, like, uh, there's a, I think there's a seriousness, or a stoicness, stoic is the way I should, word I should use, right? For the kind of Verushkins from the outside, it's like, um, I remember I went in there and I was trying to get something, I decided that I was going to sweet talk my way into it, so I was very, very, like, bravado about it, and being like, rah, 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 rah and immediately like the i think it was a shopkeeper like immediately soured on me it was like wow wow that that he was very unimpressed by the kind of like flowery <laughs> nature of the conversation that i was trying to bring him um, much preferred uh, and trusted more a much more direct fashion of it and it was really fun to kind of play that out in an in an rp setting when usually if you're very like just flamboyant and charming people give you most of the time you know what i mean so uh, yeah do you think that's a uh, what what the, my point is I'm rambling now, but the um my point was the kind of think about the kind of threat of this monster always being there makes these very stoic people right like the the that there are people that feel like they're kind of always under threat. Is that fair to say?
0: I'd say yeah that that's that's a fair assessment. Yeah, so yeah, things that it says on the wiki on like the front page for Varushka is that it is a hard country. The, um, the people who live there have had to adapt to uh, you know monsters that live in the woods, harsh weather because it's up in the north, and you know when the winters come in, you might not see other veils for months. Um, and there's also things about you know pri- placing a lot of um, worth in hard work, and there's something in there about you um, by day. That's for hard work and for seriousness, and only after sunset, that's when you you know you retreat to your home, you bar the door, you light the fire, you party till sunrise because you might not see the sunrise.
1: Yeah, I think we've got a bit of a reputation for being dour, and it is quite deserved. Absolutely,
0: (laughs) Um, yeah,
1: (laughs) absolutely on both counts. Night, I swear, but there's very much that thing of like you separate the work time because you have to work because if you don't work, you die, and then at night time. You live it up a little bit while you sort of can.
2: So there's no, like... Yeah. So there's a lack of day drinking uh, in Varushka, is that what you were saying? Oh, yes. Oh, I don't know. Regimented
1: not, party times. I'm
2: not sure if I'm comfortable with that already. Like, that's the, that's a definite tick in the... Uh, I'm not sure. Ah, oh, an afternoon <laughs> beverage or not. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: but we yeah. drink all night is the thing.
2: This is the thing, though. I Whenever I stopped in there, like, quite late... Um, there's always been like uh you have this glorious fire pit right like um Mm. and i have accidentally tripped over the giant stack of wood that's next to the fire in the dark and really embarrassed myself um yeah yeah i don't know why i keep telling that story but yeah it's it was so cringe i was so embarrassed anyway the um but round the kind of campfire there's always like a bit of storytelling going on some like very like quiet sometimes mutterings in the corner which is always fun to kind of just observe even if you can't like hear it you know that sort of thing uh, I, I don't know is that a fair assessment of uh
0: vrushkin evening life that pretty much summarizes every time i've been around the house
1: yeah <laughs> i spent quite a lot of time sort of in camp around half fire because like people put a lot of like oc effort into writing really really good stories and really really mm. good music and telling them really really well and so like yeah I... these Amazing, immersive experiences.
0: I've heard some incredible, really beautifully told stories in and around the Half Fire or in people's camps how, and after dark. How big
2: is Varushka as a nation? I have no idea where it is. Off. If you're going to say, like, Wintermark is the biggest, Navara is the second biggest, and Eurozen and are like way, way, way down at the bottom with both of them being very unimpressed by that joke.
1: I think we're the second smallest of them.
0: Yeah, we are. We're, we're, we're often actually. Above the orcs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so are the
2: smallest? I don't know. I actually I don't know.
0: Orcs are by far the smallest, of, of, if I remember rightly. But um, last I checked, <laughs> yeah. In terms of uh, so our force weightings on the field, for instance, we're usually the smallest, like smaller mm-hmm. than Ur- than Urizen in terms of what we field for battle. Yeah. Um, in terms of nation size, I'd say about the same as Urizen, probably. Something that's interesting about?
2: one of the things that we were talking about uh with i was talking to pud who was a, a winter marker uh, just before you guys um I, and i don't know when that episode's going to be released so i might put that out of order uh, yeah never mind let's move on um <laughs> but he was saying how in winter mark there's a very kind of like you can just spend all your time in winter mark if you need to you can just play, just play the game for three years and never need to leave the winter mark camp because there's such a giant community but from what you guys are telling me there, maybe even in a smaller nation, you still have a kind of um, you're quite happy to play within your own nation than more than than go out.
0: I think Sudo, you could probably speak on this better because yeah. I spent remarkably little time in the Verushkin camp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're often politics and stuff. I don't have. Such yeah, I, to I, I, I made foolish choices and decided to go in politics. I think <laughs>
2: politics is uh, is is you are. People that get into politics are suckers for punishment. It's the, no. it's just brutal how much people are, like, e- even I harassed you for votes, right? And then it's just like when it actually comes down to it, there's, it it's just horrendous. Like, sorry, just, just to uh, sidetrack on the political no. game. My God, like, if you, I want did four
0: to... years in conclave before I did senate. So oh, you are just, like, a... <laughs> I'm a real you're right on one. You're a masochist.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness, what's wrong with you? seek help know. oh my goodness that is i mean <laughs> brutal Absolutely,
0: no, I, I, I love it but i appreciate it is not for everybody
2: <laughs> yeah i think it yeah. was um my kind of little brush into that political game it's it's very full-on it spends the entire weekend playing it there's a lot of stake and an awful lot of people uh they're kind of uh, whatever's gone wrong for their weekend or whatever they want to happen for their weekend can often be channeled straight down into a, one senator who's just on their way between meetings to go and do something else. And yeah, it's, it's a rough gig. Yeah. Oh, impressive like
1: a struggle
0: to be honest. Here's a question. How do
2: you, how do you elect a Senator in Verushka? And another, another oh, stuff. Oh, like... that one's
0: fun. <laughs> I love our senatorial elections. One's really I fun. love them so much. It's creepy as anything. So, The way that our senatorial elections work, you get your candidates and they're all, we're all sat by the hearth, waiting our turn to go and speak before the Wise Ones Council, who are all gathered in one tent. One of the egregores comes out the tent and beckons you forth to come and speak. And you are put into the tent. Arrayed before you are the Wise Ones Council. Most of them are probably wearing blindfolds you can still tell that they are staring into your soul and then you're asked three questions traditionally it's the children of the nation who asked the questions when I went there weren't enough kids around to, at the event um, well, so record. I got asked by the Hold on. do, do you
2: do you prep the kids are you like okay you're gonna you're gonna ask them about really complicated socioeconomic issues okay like and I want you to get like and then they like sit in there and go, what do you think about Farushka's trade interests in this area? Do you think that that will be a worthwhile investment long time, short
0: term or medium term?
2: Whatever, like those sort of questions.
0: No, we get riddles.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for God. I'm definitely, I'm out. I'm never, I'm never joining Varushka. It's, I think we're under 10 minutes and I'm definitely out of Varushka. <laughs> already. No day drinking. No, uh, there's riddles. Uh, what, yeah. Could you? Could you? Can you give an example of a riddle, or is that? I, that no, p- I, 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 I can give an example of too one. Much.
0: I can give an example of one that I got asked um, when I went, um, which was actually my favourite one of the of the three that I was asked. It was: um, you're walking through the forest, and then suddenly, the path disappears underneath your feet. You have the choice of having either a cloak, a staff, or a hunk of bread. Which do you choose and why?
2: Wow. Uh, It's a
0: really good good one, isn't it?
2: Would you like to take this one or...? (laughs)
1: I did actually run for senator for a bit of a laugh because I wanted to know what wise counsel interrogating you was like. It
2: sounds um, awesome. It's
1: scary. It's frightening. It's so no, scary. No, it sounds it's awesome. It's so cool. I think it's like, scary it's cool the
2: only thing, way I'd like to do it is if I wasn't actually that interested in becoming a senator. Like, if I actually cared, I would suck so bad. And I, I, I think I would go for cloak because um, it can keep me warm and covered I can sleep in it which will keep me comfortable and well rested um, when and, and staying alert and fresh is the most important thing so then I can survive survive and, and that's what will be my answer yeah I'll okay. even repeat survive a few times as well loudly
0: yeah,
1: Probably fair enough a staff so I could find the path again but don't know whether that's
2: and defend yourself
0: yeah. Yeah. that's, that's the, the answer right. right. That's the answer I gave. I went, I went with Staff for Can use it to find the path again. Most versatile of the of the three. Can use it as a defensive weapon if need be. Yeah. I think, I think I'm think quite a
2: sedentary animal generally. And therefore, like, the instinct to curl up, even if it's just to die comfortably, is probably more... Pre- uh, and therefore, I shouldn't be a senator in Verushka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, can you just tell me, like, what were your... your preconceptions before joining Verushka and how maybe they were differed from maybe how you've played the game or experienced it?
1: Quite different perspectives on this because I actually came into Verushka brand new to the hobby. Um, I was running entirely off of what the wiki said. My conceptions of it were drastically different from in-play because it was partially that I didn't know how to LARP and partially that the wiki had not been updated in quite some time and that a lot of player kind of participation in world building happened in that time. So I got to Varushka and I went in someone's tent and they were like, would you like some hospitality? And being a Brit, I was like, no, thank you. I'm, I'm all right. I'm fine. Thanks. Um, uh, which you're not meant to do in Varushka because um, you offer hospitality to creatures that show up at your door. And if they take it, they are bound by the rules of hospitality, be they human or monster. So, if something doesn't take hospitality, suddenly it's very. Should I get my soul? Should we gonna have a problem? Uh, here? Is there
2: anything obvious I should know about about the rules of, you know, hanging out or whatever? Like you just said, there was you agree to rules. Is there anything that that I should know I, about if I was going to visit Verushka?
1: Someone offers you hospitality, just take it. Just don't question it. Just take it. It's you. You're you're a human. You're fine. Just take it.
0: generally the rules of hospitality kind of mean you know if you've taken someone's food or drink then you have effectively agreed to behave as a guest yeah and you've also conversely the person who's given it to you is bound to treat you as a guest
1: yeah it's that very fairy tale thing of like you tell them stories until sunrise, and then they leave because you treated them as a guest. and They were forced to treat you as a guest in return, and you kind of strike that bargain, and you sort of have that balance there.
2: Do you? So, is there like? Do you have just like? All oh, right, I'm gonna go and go to Empire this weekend. I need to have treats and drinks just on standby. Yeah, oh, yes. no- yeah, you're both not. Yeah, they're both nodding. By the way, yeah, um...
1: <laughs> we've got a chance Oh yeah, audio mediums. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, how it's how podcasts work. It's really it's very yeah, it's 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 a tough to get around. Um but yeah, like so any varushkin treats that you can recommend for for people to make well, maybe? I don't know.
1: Pies are quite a famous one that go around the varushkin camp. Um they get sold. Honey is a big varushkin thing, so anything made with honey, sort of baked treats. Cuz honey is a sign of prosperity um i had these rather horrible salty sweets in a tent as hospitality once, and i was not warned what they
0: were luckily i'm very good uh, at straight face you had the slug eggs didn't you oh
1: i did have a slug egg yeah
2: <laughs> i assume they didn't tell you this is a slug oh, God, egg no. would you like one
1: because <laughs> well, slug eggs yeah slug eggs <laughs> and i took one anyway so that's really on me
2: was it a rose by any other name? Would it smell as sweet or whatever? Like, I think slug eggs have got like a big disadvantage in the uh, preconception. They would have to be fucking amazing for people to actually like admit they're eating them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. We're talking about like preconceptions.
1: Yeah. So basically it was just arriving on the field. I found out very, very quickly that a lot of stuff had happened in play that was not on the wiki, but like, in terms of the themes of the nation, it was pretty much what I expected, it all lined up. It was just figuring out how to sort of insert myself into those themes and learn to kind of like play with those more interpretive aspects of the nation, like the storytelling thing, the sort of very nebulous nature of the world of Varushka itself and the sort of ways you can interpret that. Um, but yeah, I think I've too much of a preconception coming in because I've never done it before. So I was pretty much going off of what was on the wiki and then very quickly learned that immersion is different.
2: Right. Emily, do you want to maybe give some of your preconceptions and how they were maybe have... differed?
0: So I came into Verushka already being quite familiar with the nation, um, with how it played out on the field, uh, and also quite familiar with Empire and also with LARP. So by the time I started in Varushka, I'd been doing LARP for eight or nine years at that point um and i had been doing empire for about 5 so I was quite familiar with how things worked on the field in practice in general uh and as my previous character I'd spent quite a lot of time in Varushka I had quite a lot of friends in Varushka or even married a Varushkin as my previous character so there's quite a lot of knowledge already of how it worked in the field compared to you know what was on the wiki and things like that so yeah I didn't really come in with any preconceptions as it were it's more just a kind of okay i know what this nation is like i would like to play it from the inside now
2: yeah and it's it, it, you say it's one of the smaller groups does that mean that there's because i from what i understand some of the larger nations have a problem where you, sometimes you can feel a bit out of the main the main plot i'm saying this sort with of like uh, what are they called like a uh, quote marks because it's it's hard to define what your game is right but mm-hmm. um if a nation has fifty people compared to two hundred people, right, it's going to be probably easier to get selected for however many senate seats there are, or at least you can have more of a direct a- aspect on those people, right? Um, I-, I think that's one of the things that's maybe appealing about a smaller nation. Although I- I'm not sure how that would. How? That, what, what do you think? Like, does that play that way in the field? Like,
1: I think so. I think we've got a really good community spirit in Verushka, like, on both an OC and an IC level. Because, like, even the way we set up the camp is basically a ring of tents around the half-fire and all the tents on the, sort of, main fire are group tents with groups that you can interact with and that, like, want to interact with visitors and tend to have some sort of, like, position in the nation.
2: Yeah, that's very um, interesting. I've never yeah. know Like, I've seen that, but never cottoned on to what I was actually looking at. And it is... It's pretty cool how it feels like definitely one continuous like almost camp itself it like literally is but um like we're we're, with navarra i camp it's very clearly this is our group and this is this group and this is this group it's very rare that you'd find like a cluster of tents together like that as as a nation um in fact there's a there's a guy there who has like a wooden how do you describe it? Like uh, uh, the Vardo. The Vardo. It's it's a wonderful little wooden like cart type thing, right? And it's just it's got a door on the back, like a little caravanny type but It's just really cool. Like it's 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 one of the best immersion pieces of kit terrain um, that you can get. At, I think at Empire. Um, I don't know if you know that guy or not. You probably you're all nodding. So
1: yeah, he's always around. Yeah, Empire. we know that guy. Yeah, we know that guy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's like he's cool. Yeah, we know him. Um, yeah, no big deal.
1: Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no. He's
2: just like Psh, I talk to him all the time, so it's not even like a big deal. Um, yeah, the um, yeah is it? Was there any kind of recommendations you have for people that are maybe coming into the nation? Things they should do, like obviously, I, I we usually caveat most things with read your a couple of pages on your empire nation brief that should give you a good quick summary of what's going on and there's a couple of pages of rules on the wiki um but then most of the time you can just kind of join and but is there anything that you would specifically say that you should kind of expect or or, or ha- like look forward to if you're joining uh, varushka
1: verushka i think be afraid of us because everyone's so lovely out of character and like for a new player i would say coming on the thursday and getting to know people out of character while like camps being set up and stuff is a really really good idea because people play some real spooky characters and people play some very angry characters and some very sort of like dour intense characters and i think that can feel a bit intimidating but all of those people internally are like, I want to roleplay with you. I want to roleplay with you. I want to roleplay with you. I want to play the game with you. And like, it is a really, really lovely nation full of really, really lovely people. We just have quite a scary brief and people like playing that brief. But it's just like, don't get intimidated. If someone is spooky at you, you'll be spooky right back. Like, don't be afraid to just really jump right in because people are actually quite friendly. And people want to roleplay with you. They just maybe want to do it in a bit of a spooky, intense way
0: say another thing that um, is quite a good way of getting into things quite quickly as a new player to the nation um, we you know, we have that central half spend time around it and yes. you'll end up speaking to a, a wide variety of people like that's how I've met most people in the nation that I hadn't already established some kind of link with yeah um, and so that I you know I've met most people in the nation by just hanging around the half fire when I can yeah and and chatting like, people to people.
1: People hand out songbooks. They'll hand out storybooks. You'll like you'll get the best feel for the nation by just sitting around the hearthfire and listening to people's stories, and like you can do that day or night. Like people are always around. Mm. Yeah, and also
2: sorry, go ahead.
0: And it's also at the start of the event what we tend to have, and kind of a similar way to how Wintermark have their moot. Mm. Um, We have a little kind of you know everybody gathers around the hearthfire at time in. We'll have a chat, ask if there's anybody who's new to Anvil, uh, who you know, might want to step forward, introduce themselves, let people know what they're interested in. Um, and especially if you say you're interested in magic, then suddenly out of nowhere, a bunch of Volhovs will just appear and like whisk you away to be their apprentice on some spooky nonsense.
1: Literally. It's really good, actually, because I think there's been a lot more of initiative at recent events from these sort of egregores to have that specific point of welcoming new players to the nation and introducing them to people who are, like, gonna have the sort of game that they want. Like, my group is a sect. We have the preceptor of our national assembly in the sect. So all the people who are interested in the religion game get just funneled towards us and it's great and we love them. Sorry, uh,
2: what is a sect?
1: Uh, we're just a religious group, basically. Oh,
2: you're you're literally just sect. Yeah, okay. So you're literally, you're like not not a cult, obviously. Not a cult. No, right? This is another thing. There's lots of things. What's cool about Empire is there's loads of stuff in the game that like isn't a cult. And like, just because you have to mention (laughs) it isn't a cult, doesn't mean that you should be worried about it being culty. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of very sensitive people out there. So just be clear that Empire isn't a cult and it doesn't have smaller cults within it made up of, Occultists that are yeah um definitely not it does seem how do i word this um like from what you've explained like it's yeah definitely not a cult though um okay yeah cool sorry i was interrupting what were you saying about your so when you have In, in in navarre we have stridings and steadings as our groups okay can you just talk to me about like a verushkin Household or, or banner or whatever it might be, and maybe some of the hierarchy and some of the like uh, archetypes that you might expect within that. You two are both so, so polite, by the way. Every time that they they kind of wait for each other, okay. <laughs> Okay, CJ, you're gonna go and then Emily you're gonna like go straight in afterwards, okay? I'm like, so sorry. Like, no, sorry. no, no, it's great. It's you just it's it's so painfully English and I'm the same and it's fun it's fun just to watch you both like uh hesitate on it. But okay, let's like gloves off, let's go just way on in. So CJ, you're up and then Emily immediately afterwards you're gonna fire in, okay? Ready? Let's go.
1: One is probably the Vale, which is basically the town that you're from. So Vales and Vershikas are just little settlements. They can be very small. They can be a bit bigger. Uh, They tend to be relatively isolated just because of the geography of the nation. And the fun thing about your Vale is because of the sort of isolated nature of it, if you're coming in and you're starting a group, you can have your own unique traditions that are unique to your Vale and can be a little bit weird. And that's just a thing about your Vale and people can't really question it. Um within that, um, you have the sort of top of the veil, the leader, is the boyar. So just the one who runs it, basically is responsible for keeping people safe, for making deals with sovereigns, which is a whole thing that we'll get into in a minute, um, and for just generally kind of managing the sort of day-to-day running of the veil, managing all the people within it, um, and taking advice from some of the other varieties of people
0: get in there um, emily let's go come on <laughs> i'm going i'm going <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so as well as ha- having the boyar who's the town's leader or village's leader uh you'll also have the wise ones who i mentioned earlier in terms of um, the senate elections but uh the wise ones are kind of the elders of your town or your vet or- your village. Um, they Verushka places a lot of emphasis on respecting the wisdom of your elders because they've survived the wilderness this long. <laughs> they're gonna have learned something about how the world works, how to manage the monsters and the darkness and the cold. Um, so there's a lot you can learn from their experiences. Can we just say, uh,
2: just ask, is that? Do you just Can you just select that as an archetype, the wise ones? Or do you basically just be of a certain age and then you're like, hey, I'm old, I'm wise, like, boom.
1: You can just select it because the sort of qualification for being a wise one is people treating you like a wise one. So if people think you're wise and they come to you for advice, then you are a wise one, effectively. It's sort of something that is bestowed upon you by other people seeking it out. So if that's the type of character you want to play, you can just show up and be like, I'm the wise one of my veil, and my boy listens to everything I say.
2: That's cool. That's really cool. Uh, what's next on the list?
0: Talk about Volhobs? Uh, yeah, Volhobs. Um, th- I think the next one down on the list would probably be Schlachter next. Oh, yeah, it would be Schlachter. In, in terms of the hierarchy. so, so sh- Schlachter next. Schlachter. Um. So, yeah, you have the, the boyar who's, who's the leader of, of the veil, the wise ones who are actually the ones who lead the veil because you listen to your elders. Um, then you have the schlachter who are kind of the soldiers. Um, those are your warrior types, the ones who will go out and um, defend your veil in a you know, more direct fashion mm. with you know,
2: axe and shield. Like, monster hunters fall into that, I'm assuming, as well, or is that...
0: No, no. monster hunters, monster, I'd say monster hunters More come under wardens who yeah, are yeah. a separate archetype. Oh, sorry, spoilers, yeah. okay. Cool. <laughs> right. yeah.
1: We'll come on to, to like, wardens in a sec. Varushka definitely places a big emphasis on solving our problems with words and with being clever and with tricks, over necessarily using brute force. But also, Rushkins are not naive and know that brute force does need to be used. We have armies, we have warriors in the veils. Those sort of warriors and people who are that brute force are the Schlachter, basically. Um,
0: But yeah, so coming off of that, so yeah, you have the Schlachter who deal with things in that kind of quite direct um, brute force fashion. Then you have the Wardens who tend to be that's where your monster hunters will come in. people who generally can deal with less direct threats to the veils i'd say yeah it's and more of the kind of spooky supernatural nonsense and protecting people from that
1: yeah wardens will research the monsters as much as they will actually physically fight them they will sort of study how to get around them and sort them out
0: without necessarily having to risk lives
2: like a james bond val helsing type vibe
0: it's very van helsing Van Helsing, yeah, yeah i'd say van, Hel- van helsing would be a good example of somebody who's quite warden-y i'd say yeah i agree
1: like
2: why but why does anyone choose anything that isn't a warden though
0: <laughs> i can't answer that i'm a warden <laughs> I'm not a warden,
1: but ah. that's just because I like medicine, and so I wanted to be a physic.
2: Okay, fair, fair, I guess fair. I could be a
1: physic warden, but you
2: know. Oh my god! I did an episode with um, Ellie from the uh, hospital uh, a couple of episodes ago, and oh my god! Like, I'm so hyped for the medicine game. By the way, after oh, spending, oh, it's great fun. It's, it sounds incredible. Like, uh, I'm that mm. close to maybe next, maybe next character. I'm talking too much. I'm talking too much already. It could maybe. I'll see how it goes, but yeah. Yeah, So
1: join us.
2: (laughs) It's not a cult, though, so that's cool. Um, (laughs) Right. uh, So after wardens, then
1: healers. Archetype for healer. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Volhov's next, which you're probably more qualified to speak on as someone who's done magic game a bit more.
0: Yeah. So the magician one of the magician archetypes in um Varushka, so wardens will quite often do th- do things with magic mm-hmm. um but then you also have the Volhovs who are the more kind of classic magician types who will go around you know collecting knowledge and in some people's opinions causing trouble in some people's opinions you know solving trouble. Bit of column A, bit of column B for a lot of old Hobbs, yeah. really. Yeah, they're very that sort of... Like, they, they quite often
1: work solo, they just kind of are a bit spooky, they wear a really big hat. They've got that sort of, like, lurking over a staff, carrying forbidden knowledge kind of a vibe.
2: sort of person that mm-hmm. might bump into you, say, weird shit when you go to a bar or
0: something. Like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, no- Occult problem solvers <laughs> is what the wiki describes them as. Just yeah. Occult uh, problem Solvers? Interesting. Yeah, the, the the sentence first sentence on Volhov on the Verushka wiki. Verushka Volhov are occult problem solvers who make a study of supernatural powers to better understand and defend against them.
2: I want to have a problem that requires me coming to Verushka now. Like I, I'm not even like the day drinking. Obviously, it's an issue. I, I, we'll talk about that. But like. I think coming in, like, asking for help about something supernatural or monster-related in Varushka sounds like a really fun afternoon. Like, a really fun afternoon.
0: We get some great problems coming through. We really do. I had to erase somebody's memory once because he'd been cursed in such a way that if I didn't erase his memory, he would have turned into basically a werewolf once the sun went down.
2: So he's consciously, if he was aware he was going to become a werewolf, it would happen. Like he manifests his own werewolf. It,
0: it's more the curse was kind of lingering in his memory. So if I erased his memory, then the curse would have gone away. Um, I whereas if, it, if I didn't erase his memory, then he'd still be a werewolf. Oh,
2: I like that. I like that a lot. That's cool. Uh, right. Right vol vol hoves that was the magic users the Volhoves. occult problem solvers that they are that's very um oh, what am i thinking of what's the big red guy the he's like a superhero but not uh something boy Hellboy. Hellboy ah. with the kind of like, you know, the occult uh, steampunk vibe. In fact, there is like, I've never seen anything like steampunk in Varushka, but if there was going to be a nation that I would be like, hey, they've got that kind of cool, they're smartly dressed, they're like, there's lots of cool stuff going on, trinkets, uh, I would think of Varushka. Yeah, that's probably not yeah,
0: right. I'd, I'd, I'd say we're a, we're a bit too fairy tale.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: To that yeah yeah brothers Grimmy. it's
0: very brothers grim very
2: yeah very f- kind of fatalistic as well i think that's one word i've yeah. used <laughs> very often when i've talked about nations i probably sound like i'm repeating myself but each time it's like trying to talk about the different nations and being like we end up saying how we end up describing how they cross over a lot And it's quite interesting how that's what we describe when actually what we're trying to describe and how different they are, right? And we might say, oh, like, oh, the marches are very dour. But when I think about how dour the marches are and I think about how dour Varushka are, they're very different ways, right? Um, But you could see how there are similarities between those two nations in some aspects, right? Whereas they are very different from like Wintermark, for example, right? Like, there'll be a mm. very different thing, whereas you could describe some Wintermarkers as dour. I, I don't know. Maybe overusing the word at this stage, I'm not sure.
1: I think we win on dourness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if it's a competition. Well, well, the sun's up, definitely. Oh, for sure.
2: It's also one thing I've noticed, a lot of the things that I have asked people, they've tried to defend themselves by saying, we're well, really not that dour, whereas you guys are like doubling down 100% on it like, yes, yes we if know. anyone wants to out us we will dower the shit out of people we'll make you feel so miserable in our camp, you know like
0: okay I don't really have much of a comeback to that, <laughs> other, other than of... you won't feel miserable in our camp yeah. You'll just fun. maybe on edge yeah, yeah, yeah
2: that's actually, that's how it is like furtive gl- glances to each other and people around the camp or whatever when you're there at night is it's it's weird and like they'll whisper something to someone else and then go off and do something and it's completely unrelated to you probably but you're still aware of it you know it's fun yeah is it fun i don't know the vibe
0: is coming across. i think it's fun i think it's great
2: <laughs> okay have we been through all the architects for all the different
0: uh You've got to I look don't know. Look. Have we been through all the archetypes? We to,
2: we've so far had Bohas. Boyars, Boyas. We've had Wise Ones. We've mm-hmm. had Zofoni. Slackers, and Wardens. <laughs>
0: slackers.
2: <laughs> slackers, Slackers.
0: <laughs> oh, don't call them that. <laughs> their face. That's their name now. <laughs> <all> the Slackers, <laughs> uh, the Slackers, the-,
2: the lazy people that become soldiers. You know those lot. You know. <laughs>
0: See, Boyards, Wise Ones, volkhov Schlachter, Wardens. Uh have we haven't covered uh Zerna yet, the storytellers. Oh yeah. To be fair, we had a bit of a dearth of stanza until recently. Yeah, we 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 have got a few now, but um yeah, storytellers are a separate archetype. Yeah. Um in Verushka because of that kind of Kind of tradition of learning from stories yeah hold, uh, hold the phone that right kind now. of oral tradition
2: i'm suddenly interested please tell me everything there is about being a Venner. that sounds awesome that sounds very it's me
0: it's spelled s-t-z-e-n-a i'm probably still pronouncing it wrong i think it's stenza, stenza. i thought the, the z was earlier possible i'm not looking at the wiki so you probably don't i've got the wiki open let me <laughs>
2: I think I would love to see on every single link on the Empire wiki to have, you know, the button that says sounds like, and then you push the button and then it just reads it for you. That would be so good. I think that's one of the things that's most off-putting as a new player is that you'll be like, you have this big and passion thing that you really care about because you read about it on the wiki and then you come to say it and then you'll say it completely wrong. Uh, What did we describe? Jotun. Jotun? Uh,
0: The Jotun?
2: Jotun. Yeah jota we pronounce we
0: it wrong for a long time yeah <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure it's pronounced them fuckers over there yeah,
2: yeah. exactly <laughs> those boring those boring bastards that are into honor you know what i mean like <laughs> oh my god let's have another honor fight you know okay. what i mean like mm-hmm. where are the stakes people let's go let's uh kick off um
0: it's not how you win a war dog is food is it? as the iron helms call them uh, see this is i um... <laughs>
2: <laughs> no- have a thing where it's like you can't betray your enemy And it's one of those, what's great about the wiki, when you meditate on a one one line thing about your nation, you're like, but you can't betray an enemy. Hmm.
1: And this is why Varushka and Navar get along
2: on the battle. <laughs> very much so. I uh, think we just found some very common ground there.
0: That, that sense of pragmatism mm-hmm. is, I think, something yeah. that unites our two nations. But uh, they
2: are the enemy, right? So. Exactly. Why wouldn't we do everything in our power to exterminate every single one of them as as fast as we can? As exactly. quickly exactly. As, and brutally as we can. Yeah. It's, I believe um... that's
1: called winning.
2: Yeah, I think that I don't know what I don't know what you guys are here to do, but we're here to win. You know what I mean? By crushing our enemies in the most brutal fashion, possibly. Um, that I consider that their laments when they're dying to be a, a good psychological warfare technique to warn their fellows to surrender now and give up hope. Right? Like this is this is how you wage war. That honor stuff. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. Um, right. So. The storytellers sound awesome, and
0: mm-hmm.
2: that's all you kind of do, is just wander around, telling stories to people?
1: Uh? as the storytellers? So, the Stenza are the sort of bards of the nation, so it kind of covers music to an extent as well, but it also covers like story, mm-hmm. poetry, plays, um, and a lot of stories in Verushka are morality tales, oftentimes wrapped up in the religion of empire but not always Um, they tend to just be little morality stories about not getting eaten or usually the person in them gets eaten but the person in them gets eaten because they messed up in some way and you can learn from their tale and learn not to do that
2: yeah, I like that sort of story. In fact, the stories that I've like got ready and told are kind of these silly morality, silly, silly. Uh, uh, that, they're not silly; they, they're really effective. I shouldn't have ever used the word silly there. Um, they're really nice little. They're, they're, what's nice about the um, the way is, if you look down the different. Um, uh virtues. Oh my god, I've been out of the game too long. Um and you can usually find one that you can tell a story with and have fun with the definition of it, right? So there's lots of ways to to to, to interpret maybe certain things, right? Like um mm. and you can you can twist them to your own perverted imaginings if you want to, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, the other thing that the Stazena do um quite a lot of is so we talked earlier about that kind of dichotomy between however Russians are by day is you know, hard work dour serious if you don't do the work you will not see it see um through the winter and will die horribly um whereas by night celebrate because who knows whether you'll live to see another dawn
2: what well, does that how, how do you role play that as a senator like if you don't mind me asking like is that part of like is this something that you think about while you're in game you know
0: Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I've had a lot of conversations with various people where I've basically grumbled extensively about how the rest of, of the Empire don't see things the same way, and why do they have to have Senate meetings after dark? That's not how things work. Um, and so I get very grumpy about having to go to late-night Senate sessions, because if you not seen that the sun's down, could you not have had this earlier? <laughs> When it was work time,
2: I like how there's always this it's... weird bleed between. There are certain things that Navar do, that, and, and I think you just did it just then, where you're pissed off about it, but like that line between yourself and and the the law of your nation really starts to blur. And like you'll take uh, offense at something. Like I remember I shook a guy's hand in uh, Eurozen. Um, other people got offended on his behalf right <laughs> like they were really pissed and i was i was i was a little bit drunk and i was doing it for effect right i knew the guy and i was i was I was literally just doing it because it was funny right the guy that doesn't learn to not shake his hand or whatever you know but man that it was like people got really pissed off on his behalf it was amazing um, but, um, so,
0: you know with the handshakes and in and you can do some quite good things with them because so my previous character was in eras um, but also as my current character, there have been interactions with her as any, where literally all the physical contact was a handshake. But you can play that in such a way as to be incredibly meaningful. Like somebody off- offered uh, my current Varushkin their hand as a handshake. And I looked at the hand and looked at them and it was kind of like, I know this is a serious thing for you people. Are you sure? <laughs> sort of a you know, nonverbal exchange. And then he kind of you know, nodded and I was like, okay then.
2: In fact I think an awful lot of my uh, interaction with the in that I shook his hand was about oh it's st- we might be very different people but it, we, you know we can still you know come to an understanding type vibe but I think it's interesting from the external that that they might not have taken it that way yeah, yeah. I, I think um, I need to get down Verushka more and I think it's interesting you talk about um, it changing when the Sun goes down I think that's true across the camp Um but Verushka, I think that giant fire pit at night is very... Mm. Uh, and like you said, the the shadowy figures around it, the conversations, the mutterings of the story, it's it's—it's it's very vivid in my mind, actually, and I wish I could... Uh, I'm looking forward to going back there again very soon, basically.
0: Yeah, um, we also have a very clear dividing point when it switches say, yeah. from from day mode to night mode, which yeah. is the warding of the camp. Uh, which happens every- so every evening gets up, when it gets to sunset, the wardens of Varushka will ward the camp. Uh, it's kind of a ritual process. It does it's not using actual you know, ritual magic? It's a half magic. Fair. Thing. Now it does. I think we've got. Um, oh yes, happened. we do have the posts now, don't we? When we yeah, do actually put up, a, I can't remember which ones.
1: Um, the oh god, I always forget their name because they've got they're referencing some old magical person whose name I can't remember. Um, yeah. So- Coven's, but they do a proper yeah, like, magic warding as well.
2: What? So yes. when the su- Okay, so the sun's coming down. Sun's, mm-hmm. it's sunset. So there's there's stuff <laughs> for it. Oh my god, yes, it's sunset. This coven comes out. They start doing something, and then mm-hmm. there's a kind of actual like cue for everyone to kind of change the vibe inside the camp.
0: Well, it starts with like yeah. So you have
1: Like a warden will come out ringing a big bell and be like, it's time to ward the camp.
0: Everyone get ready, get your noise-making stuff, get ready to ward the camp. And then... And so you have, yeah, so, you, so you, you'll have the coven doing the the ritual magic um, that we now have going, but the main kind of focus of it, and you might have seen it yourself because mm. you know, the we'll warding <laughs> of the camp is noisy as hell. And it's the wardens and anybody who wants to join in really go and walk around the perimeter of the camp, Singing, making noise, ringing bells, banging drums, anything we've got, pots and pans, you name it. Bring it out, make noise to scare the monsters away.
2: I've heard this and never understood what it was because I've never been there. Oh, that's that's so cool. That's
0: the weird, noisy Varushkin thing that happens every night.
1: Whenever you just hear a bunch of yelling at sunset, it's us, Sorry.
2: Oh, I love it. I absolutely love that. And it's to scare off the monsters and, and keep everyone yeah. safe so you can party.
0: Yeah, and that's the key to switch from yeah. day mode to night mode. That's another thing that I'd really recommend new
1: players do. Like, be in the camp at sunset. Do the oh, warding. Oh, yeah, join in it's with the warding. Even so if you're not good. a warder, do it. It's so good. It's so immersive. And afterwards, people will just gather around the hearth fire and start talking and singing and telling stories and sharing drinks. It's really, really wonderful.
2: Man, that sounds like a really good example of, like... Um... Like and remember Empire isn't a cult, but there are a few things that really lock people into their nation, right? And yeah. there's a kind of indoctrination that sounds very much like one of those things where you all do an action and then feel a little bit closer together as, as a nation, you know. I love that. I actually really I dig it. It's it's really fun to, to, to do. Unless people start like disappearing, which I've heard can happen in Varushka. Um oh, yeah. what?
1: You know we'll go missing and sometimes something awful will show up on the outside of the wards and it will ask to be let in
0: <laughs> You will not let it in or sometimes you invite it in and go yes of course please yeah. have a seat have a drink exactly make yourself warm by the fire honored guest
2: <laughs> yeah I'm not it's all about
1: reading
0: the situation yeah which I
1: situation
2: I think honestly like that one that one interaction when I was in, because I'd been quite successful in chatting to people when i have been to Arushka before, but that one cold interaction I had was really weird, and it like uh it was, in uh, I said this, like in in a good way, like I was mm. expecting an outcome, and like it was a very different outcome from what I was expecting, and then I realised like the whole camp was paying attention to what was happening there, and it was like a little off putting, and in fact I think it was it was coming, it was coming down to night. T- it was towards the end of the day. Like it was coming towards sunset. It wasn't the, I don't think it was dark at the point.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's very interesting. Huh? Anyway, sorry, I'm rambling by myself at this stage. So mm-hmm. let's get back onto the topic of, so we've been through the archetypes. Is there any kind of like yearly celebrations or events that happen at, um, Varushka, uh, that maybe oh, we've could, got some
0: fun ones. Yeah, I, re- I really like our uh, our festivals that we have. Yeah. Should we just sort of go in order? Start with winter? Yeah, let's start with winter. Yeah. Uh, winter festival is the Feast
1: of the Loom, which is kind of our turning of the year festival. And Varishkids have a very sort of stoic attitude towards death because death happens quite a lot. And if you don't have quite a sort of stoic attitude towards that, it can become overwhelming. Feast of the Loom is also the time to mourn. So it's a time when you sing songs and you tell stories about all of your fallen from that year and you share them around the hearth fire, and you kind of keep their memory alive in that way. Um, and also it's just sort of generally a, a bonding time, a time to sort of come together as a nation, reflect on the year past, think about the year moving forward and kind of have that funeral that you don't necessarily get time for all the time in a nation where things are so kind of rough all of the time.
0: Uh, is it Zariah in spring? Yeah, it's Zariah in spring. So, yeah, Zariah. Z- uh, our spring festival is uh, the Feast of Zariah. Zariah is a Vrushkin paragon. She's a paragon of wisdom. Uh, and we celebrate her and her life in spring. And this, is, again, is something you might have seen because yeah. it's another very visible, very loud Varushkin thing where we bring out this giant puppet I suppose yeah, of Zariah yeah like, yeah you know, you've got like somebody everything. controlling the arms the arms and the hands yeah um and we have a big parade around um the whole of the Empire camp with this um giant Zariah puppet I think we've yeah. seen it but been busy and it's one of those
2: it's one of those Empire things that you go did uh, did you just see that and they're like yeah, uh, we'll yeah, better but, be um, on getting to do whatever we're doing and not stop for whatever the hell that crazy shit was back there, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. And everyone looks, everyone's playing it straight, and it's like you're, you're carrying this giant
0: with. Weird... This giant ha- yeah. thing with wavy hands, yeah. Do you, do you burn uh, him? No, we don't. No, no, we, we, no, no love so her. She's I, she's I just... love her.
2: <laughs> Sorry, that was a uh,
0: right, <laughs> the, the, the other thing that happens um, at the Zariah Parade. Uh, one person takes on the role of the wolf and is chased out of the camp. Do um,
2: you dress them sort up?
0: Of, they get a mask
1: and there's sort of a half-magic-y ritual to kind of imbue them with the spirits of the wolves and the monsters of Varushka. And they kind of take on that aspect and represent that aspect. And everyone else, along with Zoria kind of drive them out
2: okay you guys are weirdos all right <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we are yes it's great we love i it. <laughs> love rushka for how old they weird <laughs> it's ritual uh, weird and ritualistic a place it yeah, is i absolutely cool adore that aspect of it uh but yeah so you chase the wo- the wolf chase goes around with the parade and you, you again like the warden, you bring noisemakers you bring you, drums you bring songs you yell you scream you ring bells and chase off the wolf as it stalks the parade
2: this is insane and i love it it's so good and is that uh, did you say that's the spring one
0: that's our spring one yeah
2: and what time of day is it um
1: because it's kind of part of the warding, usually, isn't it? Because it's effectively—it's usually warding. just
0: before the warding, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: because they do we usually the Zor- have the
0: Zorai parade, then ward the camp straight after. Yeah, because
1: it's almost a warding of all of Anvil because you are chasing the wolf out as the parade goes around all of Anvil. So it's almost that, and then you go into the warding of the Varushka camp specifically.
2: I love this. I love the playing out of something symbolic and like it being very representative. There's something something weirdly effective in that stuff that I I really don't understand but I find fascinating Um, and when you actually are part of it it can become quite um, a bonding experience but um, Mm. Empire isn't a cult so (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Um, That's a cool one yeah, that's awesome. That sounds, like, absolutely fascinating. Is there, is there any other, like, yearly activities that maybe go down that people should maybe check out, or, or, or maybe yeah. not?
0: Yeah. Autumn, we have the Night Market. Yes.
2: Oh, I've uh, been the, there.
0: The, the, win- the Winter Market and the Night Market.
2: I think I've been to the Winter Market. Mm.
0: I heard the about winter, the, the market winter Market. market is The Winter Market is by day. The Night Market, unsurprisingly, is what the Winter Market turns into by night.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think I've been there during the daytime, but things were would be the winter down. market then. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and is that, does everyone just bring something to, to sell then? How does that work?
1: Yeah, the sort of idea behind it is that you are preparing for the winter. So it's a time when the veils come together, they trade, you pick up any sort of goods that you need to kind of survive in the winter. At Anvil, it manifests more as just people selling their craft, selling drinks, selling food kind of all sorts i usually do some portraits that's what i kind of sell at the market like everyone oh, cool. kind of has their own little thing Portraits. Yeah.
2: that's awesome you see, sorry yeah sorry emily please continue i'll, I'll i get stuck on that let's, let's let's move on
0: yeah um but yeah the the, the concept behind behind the winter market is that you know, is stocking up for the winter because when the snow comes you don't know when you can possibly <coughs> when you might next be able to get out for supplies so you stock up on anything you might need to see you through to through uh until the snows have melted enough that you can use the roads again yeah Um, but then you have the night market and that's when kind of more of a party atmosphere comes out where you know instead of being practical items necessarily you're more likely to have you know the drinks and stuff start coming out, the songs start to come out, and also sometimes some of the more unusual items, more magical things in nature.
1: And while during the day market the currency is usually coin, at night that might change and the currency might become things like a story
0: or a memory. Oh wow. Wow. There's usually somebody doing fortune telling as well at oh, the market. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I had my story told. My sto- my story told. Uh, is that is that the right term?
0: Not
2: wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. It just doesn't sound right. I had my story told. Yeah. No. Um, At Varushka. And it was... Uh, I've had it done a couple of times. I love it as a mechanic at, at Empire. It's always really fun. Like, in hmm. in the real world not very convinced by by that sort of thing, but at Empire, love it. And I'll ask them really specific about questions and we'll talk about my character. Even um, other people have got to the point where they'll come over and they'll be like, oh, sorry, I didn't know you were doing this, and then leave. Like, it's this very yeah. hallowed thing that we all take very seriously. Um, <laughs> is this uh, heresy? Is
1: it heresy? We're
0: quite orthodox, actually. Yeah, Verker is notoriously orthodox yeah. because it, during some of the the various y type things, when the Great Pilgrims were out, <laughs> out on the road, um, and they were telling you know various nations, you, know, you do this, and we think that's that might be heresy or blasphemy or what have you. Um, we were one of the few nations that were told, "Yeah, you're fine. We're doing great. You lot crack on."
2: Sounds very suspicious to me.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm not saying know, it wasn't intimidation mean? tactics. <laughs>
2: very know, suspicious. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like, uh, yeah, the nation that doesn't mind being referred to as very dour, the uh, the antisocial nation and proud, um, the kind of self proclaimed weirdos of empire. It's fantastic. Yeah. So why 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 would you say if you're thinking about Varushka like what sort of what sort of thing would you the sales pitch to someone that might be like say between like a really good nation like Navarre and Varushka like how would you sway them over to Varushka? I'd say Varushka is one
0: of The more immersive nations because of that thread of ritual um and of storytelling that runs kind of through the core of the nation it's very easy to get yourself swept up in effectively living out something from a grim fairy tale um it has that it has a very strong flavor because of the rich vein of influence that it draws from, from the fairy tales, from Eastern European myth and legend, um, that makes it very compelling as a nation to play in. And very, it's very easy to pick up what is going on in the nation and what Varushka is like as a nation. Um, because it has that very kind of strong identity.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's definitely one of the nations with the most sort of cohesive presence. I think despite the fact that there are different groups and they are all different opinions and sort of different vibes, there is a presence of Varushka as a nation. And that is a presence that you will be a part of no matter sort of which group you are a member of. And you will kind of get involved in that and you will get immersed in that because so much of Varushka is that ritual, that storytelling, that warding. There are things that will just drag you into the story and will like pull you in and sit you down and just be like, have some hospitality, enjoy. It's it's really it's really good. And from an OC perspective as well, I think it's like being a smaller nation it's easy to get involved in game everyone's super lovely out of character and like really really ready to help and it's just it's just a really kind of i think the thing that sells varushka is its strength as a whole nation as well as the strength of the individual groups within the nation
2: yeah i think you're describing Absolutely. a lot you're describing a lot of intangibles there as well which is one of the things that's kind of hard to get across with what mm. what makes larp very special is that sense of community that you get or being involved by hearing stories or being immersed within it and then acting yourself onto that, right? Like you can put your own uh, flair onto it by being a, one of these weird characters that walks around at night, like harassing people with weird stories about monsters in the dark and stuff. It's, it's cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's also those things where because so much of the nation is this, element of like talking and bargaining and thinking, we've got quite a strong non-combat presence as well and if like taking the battlefield isn't your idea of fun and you don't
0: want to hit someone with a sword, there is so much game in the Varushka camp for you Absolutely, yeah um, I found Varushka was very easy to get into as a nation, so I haven't got a group, I turned up to Verushka as a solo character and before the evening was over on my first Friday I was suddenly involved in, you know, half a dozen different things just from having turned up and spoken to a few people and suddenly off we go yeah
1: i came in as a new player started a group with some friends of mine and then our group kind of got very adopted by the nation and now we're very involved in all sorts of things and we all have our different little areas and it was very it 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 was very even as a new player it was intimidating but once i sort of got over that initial hurdle was so easy to settle into because it really is like you say it's got such a defined aesthetic and such defined sort of rules and a defined kind of energy around it that once you kind of figure that out and it clicks you know exactly what to do
2: yeah that's um yeah it's interesting i think like the um it it's it can seem quite intimidating when you come into a nation sometimes but one thing I've noticed is by talking to lots of different people who I I consider to be like iconic characters, right? Like people that you go to a nation and you're like, they're very ubiquitous. When I think about a nation with certain characters, it's quite interesting to to see how. Uh, what's the right way to put this? Uh, mortal and normal they are, right? Or or how how how. That moment where you're watching them and you're going, holy crap, look at that person doing what they're doing. That's amazing. They're sitting behind that going, oh my god, I'm actually doing it. Look at me doing the thing, right? And uh, I think I think Varushka seems like a nation where if you want to give it a go, it sounds quite supportive if you're playing... If you're taking the idea of being a Verushkin seriously and mm. want to give lots of game in that way, then you'll then it will be reciprocated in that process, right?
0: One hundred percent, yeah. A- absolutely. And um, I found yeah. What buying into that Virushkin character is so, so rewarding because the nation has such a rich kind of character behind it.
1: Yeah, I completely agree.
0: It's it's something that you want to like just jump into
1: and commit to, and the more you commit to it, the more fun you're gonna have.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I've I, I because of this the, the the longest dark that we're in now, right? The the epicest of the darkest of the longest darks, right? Yeah. Um, who knows? By the time we get this released, maybe everything will be sorted. We'll see. We've got—I've got a huge backlog of episodes now, so we'll see. <laughs> we we'll know. see. Let's i am so sorry if this is really depressing. If people are listening to this, and it's like it's exactly the same, Dave. Nothing changed. We're still. How could you say around. this? Yeah, you. Why are you? Why are you even getting your hopes up, you ignorant fool? Um, <laughs> but the God, I've lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Uh, damn it! Uh, by the
1: time we start again maybe people I don't
2: know I don't know oh um oh it was it was talking about like I was talking to a friend of mine about my character and like I had this very strange sensation of not feeling completely connected to my character and I was like who is this guy and I felt very odd about it I I can't remember what the Mm -hmm. question was it was like Oh, how would they react in this certain situation? It was a very offhand comment, which I thought about for like a long time afterwards. Uh, I don't know whether it's the distance of being in the long dark or whatever that is, but uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, who, what, what does my character actually think about this? Who are they now? Seems to be very hard concepts. Do, do you ever like? How, if how do you feel about you? Don't have to go into details, but how how confident do you feel in your characters right now compared to? Maybe before, I'm not really sure where this question's going, but
1: yeah, go ahead. I went through a period where I didn't feel confident, but like, I kind of, I kind of disconnected for a little little while, like sort of from the hobby, because there was no drive to make things for it or to like get things ready for it. But now I'm kind of getting back into it and I've realised like, just thinking about my character, it's really easy to just slip into his skin again. Like, it's so easy. Easier than I was expecting, to be honest.
2: (laughs) Right, so you're kind of like, are you writing icy letters, or are you just thinking about this, maybe crafting that sort of thing?
1: Thinking idly, thinking about stuff I want to make, new kit stuff I want to make, like. But it's just, kind of just fun speculating about what your character would do in certain situations, isn't it?
2: Maybe I should do more of this, like meditate on the idea of what Gelat do in this situation, and and kind of think it through. It's not bad, huh?
0: Yeah, I'm in quite a similar boats of yeah. Once it became clear last year that you know, there wasn't going to be anything happening for the year, I kind of almost just put Yulia back on a shelf for a bit. Yeah. I was like, right. There's not much point, point having her around, kind of living in my head for a bit because she's not going to be coming out till you know 2020 at the earliest. Uh, 2021 even at the earliest. Mm. So... It is 2021
2: right now, by the way, listener. I didn't record this in 2020 and you're listening to it now <laughs> at some other point, all right? It's quicker than that. I won't say when, Isn't but that, it is twenty twenty. You were in it. So to stop any uh, mischaracterization there. Um
0: but yeah, so yeah, when you know, yeah. Spent a lot of time doing other stuff for a bit. Um, I've been
2: I've been playing a lot of Dungeons and, then... and Dragons recently, right? Oh. So and this much. is what's got me <laughs> so thinking about it so much is like uh, I've played through. We did one campaign. We didn't like finish a campaign. We got quite far into it, but um, I know that character like the back of my hand. Right? Like I miss that character now. Still, and now we're doing a new character. And I'm just getting into that character, and it's really exciting. And uh, we did one for the for the podcast. Actually, we recorded uh, some D and D. Anyway, my my idea of what character is is changing dramatically, and I'm kind of keen to bring this over to Empire. I think I've been playing. Myself far too much on the field, and would like to definitely maybe push that a bit more when we go back. Uh, I don't know how realistic that is, but, but to aim for, yeah,
0: yeah. I I I find it's quite an interesting thing um, between festlop and smaller games. I'm I find in festlops because it's continuous and and there's a lot going on. I play characters who are closer to me at fest games, whereas at smaller games, I'm more likely to play characters that are a bit further away from me mm. and a bit less like what I'm like day to day.
1: Yeah. I think I am more likely to pick play, play characters who are quite different from myself in tabletop than I am in LARP. Because mm. I'm very conscious yeah. of the fact that I have to fizz rep this character. Mm-hmm. But also has gotten a lot more different from me than when I first started. Because when I first started I was scared and I didn't know what I was doing. But as I've gotten sort of more comfortable, like the character has gotten sort of further from me and now it's like my whole physicality changes when I play her which started off as a conscious choice but now it's just something that I kind of slip into and it's quite fun to kind of see that evolution and like build on that and build more layers of the character as I like continue to play her yeah do you have anything
2: that's like do you have any kit that like really makes you is that like because I found different bits of kit trigger memories of who the character is and when I put them mm-hmm. on or for interact sure. with them it kind of comes back is there anything about your character that like a couple of things that maybe define your character you don't have to be too detailed about it but just general things that you have maybe
0: so for me the the, the two things that really get me kind of into the headspace fully at the start of an event is putting on the makeup um so my character is not lineage. And yet I've still made the choice to have a full face of makeup. Um, so, you know, eyeliner, very bright, bold red lipstick and scars down the cheeks.
2: Yeah, you're, you're, you are a visceral experience when you come across you. Like, it's, it's a <laughs> lot. It's, uh, you know what I mean? And you're like close too, right? Because you're like, bam, we're having a quick conversation. It's just like, wow, it's a lot to take in. It's uh, It's a tour de force.
0: Uh, thank you thank you very much um, I
2: don't know if that was a compliment <laughs>
1: no no I, 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 I think it's a compliment I, but I
0: agree <laughs> I, I very much take that as a compliment because when I came up with the character design for Yulia of what she was going to look like I wanted her to be very kind of visually impactful which is why I went for the heavy winged eyeliner why I went for the very bright red lipstick and why I went for um, the piece of kit that I think is probably her most iconic piece of kit which is the coat mm, for sure It's kind of you know big bright red coat with the black lining black fur trim and um black embroidery on it
2: it's cool it's really cool and it's um in fact i've this is i think face paint and things like that depending on your brief right but there's a lot you can get away with like i was thinking about this in Navarre. a couple of people have like just striking something across like battle makeup Mm -hmm. almost but Mm -hmm. something just and it's quite interesting how those little markers really make a character stand out like and carry a lot of weight to them like like oh my god yeah. like holy shit, i'm i'm a character in her story <laughs> like like you know what i mean like uh, it's not yeah. it's, it wasn't my story at all i was it was actually this person i'm talking to you know
1: for me putting on fanya's face is very important because i do play a lineage character she's a naga and um, i've got these scale prosthetics and as soon as those go on this i'm like head. she's here I'm ready to go. It's like, I think, talking to some of my friends who play orcs, it's like, I think it's a similar thing to putting on the mask, where when that makeup goes on, and I see that very, very distinct change in the mirror, it makes it a lot easier to just kind of snap into character and just be ready to go. And then I add the yeah. Kokoshnik on the head, and I'm, I'm out there. I'm ready. The boyar What's is in.
0: The Kokoshnik is just superb. What's the Kokoshnik? Uh,
1: k- Kokoshnik.
0: K- k- um...
1: It's a type it's of Russian kind of tiara crown headdress, headdress kind of thing. Yeah, it, it's right. just like a sort of like shape on the top of the head, almost like a little sail. Um, but they tend to be quite heavily embellished. And <laughs> it sounds yeah. like, where they're, do, they're, where they're you, a very traditional Russian thing. Yeah, where um, do you pick
2: one of those up? Like,
1: uh... I, mean, I
0: make mine with a bit of hot glue, beads, and determination. But yeah, I I, I make my made mine with. Um, fabric, a bit of um, kind of buckram, which is like a, a stiff yeah, fabric I use between. a really stiff interfacing. Uh, beads and swearing.
1: Yeah, basically. That, that's how I made my
0: Goshnik. Mm-hmm.
1: It's good though, because I'm quite a short person and it adds about an extra foot and a half of height on my head, so helps with the intimidation factor.
2: Like if people, you're reacting to people like they're bears, right? Like you want to be as big as yeah. possible, uh, so that Basically, it's,
1: it's the equivalent of a frilled lizard. The effect I made me give off.
2: devastating yeah sounds good yeah I think it's um, finding kit like whenever I have a very jangly uh, necklace that's made of shells and um, I'm not a big fan of this necklace but there's something about putting it on that just immediately makes me think like okay now it's game time maybe I should just like sit in my living room and get all my kit on and just uh, putter around the house as as for a while I don't know maybe that's taking it too far
1: Nah, I live your dreams.
2: Yeah, I mean, at this stage. At this stage who's in this lockdown, like... Who's... It's not like you
1: can leave the house and putter around, so you may as well do it at home. No, I I,
2: I I, had... I had um, actually, I had my boiler repaired today in my flat, and the guy, I was like, okay, we're going to keep in separate rooms and all this stuff. Anyway, the guy, after he's done, he knocks on my, uh, my main door to my living room, opens it up, and I just realized, like, oh my god, my living room is not meant for guests. There's literally my larp sword and swords, a me- uh, shield. Uh, what else is down here? There's a bunch of there's a bunch of weaponry in the corner. And basically, that was because <laughs> I was talking to uh, a guy called Tim Baker. I think you might know him. Um, oh, he him. did one of the episodes with us. We were talking about like fighting techniques. So I was in my living room, <laughs> like he was talking to me over text, and I was like, get my weapon now. And I was like, you know. Um, I had uh, delusions of like making myself like iron by the time we get back to our first lap event which is never going to happen but it's a nice dream to have occasionally yeah. uh to play around in the living room. So yeah. Ambition
1: is a virtue.
2: Well, yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting I think it's going to be interesting first event back and how different people mm. approach getting back into the game. Um Definitely. How
0: I think how many new people have picked it up as well because we always pick up new players over the period between the autumn, and the autumn event and the winter event. It's been a very long time between the autumn event and the winter event this time. And I don't know what it's been like on the Navarre Facebook group, but certainly on the Varushkin one, we've had quite a steady stream, I'd say, of yeah, new agree. people coming up saying, heard about this over lockdown, it sounds fun, wanted to join Verushka.
1: Yeah, and any we, advice we really, for a
0: newbie we don't really actively recruit so it's quite nice oh, sort of... don't. I don't i don't know how they found us but i'm very know. glad they have i know. i i'm
2: like uh i think I, I would consider myself to be like a larp advocate now like when i talk to about people i think there's still social hang-ups but like i think lots of people are, are, are more willing to test those social boundaries that like maybe they think they have And find something different, which I think, I I, I feel like from my very anecdotal small scale, that our LARP is growing. Uh, We have, even doing the the podcast, we have more downloads now than we ever have. Uh, Mm. I think this is just people that are just interested in learning about the hobby and getting involved. And and just, I think lockdown is one of those things where it's just... God, who doesn't want to interact with people right now and go to a field know, and right? do whatever part of the game? Everyone has their part of the game that there's their special thing, right? That can be going around and whacking nerds with sticks or it could be like like playing political PvP with people or that might be being a healer or whatever it is that you do, right? Um, but I think there's like... Everyone's keen to jump into it, right? And get back onto the game. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, as it's starting to get to the point where maybe there could be an event on the horizon some of the background wheels are starting to spin back up of, okay, events could happen, starting to make plans for things that I want to do at the next event whenever it may happen, people I want to talk to, plans I want to try and enact which Sounds more sinister than I made it to. It sounds, it really sinister.
2: That sounded really sinister, by the way. And, and by the way, we're using, we're using webcams, sinister. by the way. She looked for that second just as sinister as it sounded. There was, she went off, her <laughs> eyes went very cold and distant, and uh, she was like notching up people that had to go. You know, it was very gangster, it was scary.
0: Yeah, the, the, the hit list came out, everything. Yeah. No, there, there is no hit list.
2: Not anymore. Now <laughs> you've completed it. <laughs> uh, yep, that's the last one, everyone. Now I can be a normal, nice Verushkin. Yeah, um, yeah. I've never seen a death list, but I've heard of death lists existing, and just the fact they do exist is uh, it's a wonderful thing. I, I think one day, I shouldn't say this on a podcast, but like, <laughs> it, it would be fun to be assassinated for the right reason. Right.
0: I yeah. being assassinated has long been a goal of mine in LARP. It's, but, it's never happened. Yeah, it can't I've be... never actually been uh, been assassinated. I've had people think I was assassinated and send out a search party for me, <laughs> yeah. which I then joined because the search party went past. Next best thing.
2: What's going I mean, on? It was
1: funny
0: There's a cause, missing cause, person,
2: and you're like, oh, I'd better help. <laughs> what do they look like? Yeah,
0: I saw my group go past, like heavily armed. This was at a different game. This wasn't Empire. Um, this was at Odyssey, in fact. Um, PD's one of PD's previous games, but yeah, my group went past, like heavily armed, and I thought, oh, something's up. Better go go with them and find out what it is. And then I like, joined the back of the, of the group. They turned around and went, oh! Ah! We were looking for you! We <laughs> thought you were dead! What?
2: You know, you've really made it when someone thinks you might have been killed and sends out a search party. That's when you're really, yeah. you know, that's when you're, you know, you're cherished, you know? That's it's pretty good, success.
0: but I've, yeah, I, I still want to hit the goal of, you know, being actually assassinated.
2: Yeah, and it being, even if the hit is badly done right i don't mind being killed by incompetence but the reason why they killed me has to be worthwhile right like yeah yeah. there has to be that well there's no other way we have to kill him right it's about the intent right it's about like yeah like the only way we're gonna sort this problem out is just by making him not a problem anymore that's a, a very deeply respectful thing but i hope the person that does end up doing it uh would be very uh, matter of fact about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I want a professional. God damn it! They, they just yachts. come
0: up to you and go, nothing personal. Yeah, impale. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Paralysis. All right, everyone just uh, yeah, no, wail no, the, on the, him. You know,
0: the, the the pro way to do it is is paralyze, impale. Mm.
2: Well, hold on. Shh. All right, I'm not i'm not advertising the subject of um poisons came up in the hospital episode and we went to a (laughs) very strange conversation where like we do not want to advocate the use of poisons but if you were looking into deadly poisons here's a list of the how you might find them and let's not even talk about the druge ones which most of you wouldn't have even known about but now they do know about having listened to it it's like
1: Okay, poison terrifies the me. Ugh. What's that? <laughs> I remember that time in the hospital when we didn't know what the druge poison did and there was nothing we could oh, do.
0: Yes. What? Rush I remember hearing about that.
2: So you were like in, in the hospital, poison victim came in, you're like, what is this? And you can't figure it out.
1: Yep. There were people running all around the field trying to get the information and get things like analysed. It was a whole
0: thing. Quick, get a day magician. Yep. Yep, literally. Why,
2: <laughs> is this why you're like... If you're drinking ever and you see a referee moving around, that's when you should be really careful, right? Like that's when you should really be like, uh, oh, I'm gonna put I'm gonna sit this drink out, you know? Like uh just,
0: just put it down for half an hour. Yeah. I think that's the half life of the poison of most It's of very short. It,
2: it's very short. Whatever it is, it's like half you, an hour
0: might be less.
2: It might be less. So you really have to get it done when it's happening. So uh yeah. Uh-huh. It makes me want to kill somebody. Like this is what this conversation's doing. I shouldn't talk to Verushkin because <laughs> it's turning a very peaceful, like nice person, into someone that's like, "Hey, wouldn't it be cool if?" So we get like we get the uh, alchemist in one tent, right? Like nearby, and then like you can be serving drinks, like it's no big deal. And then, bam! Yeah, god.
0: For more conversations like this, join us at the Verushkin Fire. <laughs> I know.
2: Time. <laughs> Well, generally, I am impressed by Verushka that you've completely usurped my expectations. And honestly, like a lot of the answers I've got from other people have been like totally the opposite. Where you've been like the whole dower thing, uh, the marches specifically. We're like we're not actually like that, and you guys are like, yeah, that we're exactly like that. That's like we're we're the dourists. Yeah,
0: but like that doesn't mean we don't we don't want to role play with you. It's yeah, just that the- yeah. There is That's a very kind of serious face on the nation, that yeah. kind of spooky, intimidating vibe. It doesn't mean don't approach us. It doesn't mean we don't want you to approach us and role play with us. We absolutely love people coming in and kind of encountering that and seeing how yeah. people react.
1: It really means the opposite. Come and approach us and interact with us being all spooky and weird and dour in the corner. It's fun. It'll be fun for both parties. So that makes me think of how
2: the or camp is something that should be respected and it's not like a tourist attraction right you shouldn't go to the orc camp because you just want to go and look at all the orcs right like mm-hmm. but you should respect like the nation that you're walking into in fact it's quite interesting to see when people don't respect the nation that you're walking into, like someone shaking hands with Eurozen or interrupting songs and story time or like any of these other kind of like traditional things It's kind of fun like exploring those. And it's, it's, what I I mean is, it's more like having done it, I think, a taboo when I went to visit Rushka. Now I want to be like deeply respectful when I go, like very fucking respectful. I would love to find some game where some spooky shit's happening and I just need to get like information and just like ask people so they can just riff off that and go nuts. That'd be amazing.
0: Yeah. I've, I've always found there's always, and this, this is for any nation. There's always a lot of gain to be had by engaging with their national traditions, yeah, and also with your own, and kind of exploring where the two type the two national traditions line up, where there are clashes, it, that kind of intersecting of, of different national traditions, half magic outlooks, that kind of thing is something that I absolutely adore doing at Empire. Yeah, Empire Cultural Exchange is, like, my
1: favourite thing. I love when people come to the worshiping camp and they don't necessarily know the rules. I love going to a different nation's camp and not necessarily knowing the rules or knowing them but not understanding them. It's fun. It's Even
2: fun. RPing that I you don't understand
1: them. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, if you have that sort of moment of, like, this isn't how we do it, but I know it's how you do it, so I'll yeah. do it. Like, it's fun.
2: It's funny watching someone being, like, really, like... Uh, racist, racist culture, z- z- uh, xenophobic towards your nation, right? Like uh, they'll be like talking to their friend, oh, you know these Navari are like this or whatever. And it's just like I can hear you, by the way. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer that. Like we're not like that. That's a very bad thing. Just because this name, the street is called Murder Alley, there's very few people <laughs> get murdered here. Very few. Like you'll be surprised at how few people get murdered here. You know. Um, yeah,
0: I, I, there can be some fun in that. I find there's a lot more fun when you have that kind of slightly more respectful kind of clash of cultures um, or and cultural exchange. That's that's where I've had a lot more um, fun. So for instance, um, my character is in a relationship with a Dornish woman and exploring like the different half magics and approaches to romance and that kind of thing has produced some fabulous little moments.
2: I said they're quite they're very different nations, aren't they?
0: Yeah. They are very different nations, but it trying to kind of intersect the two is just it's so much fun. That's awesome. Mm. One of
1: my favorite little ones is Freeborn and Verushka, because in Verushka you offer hospitality, but in the brass coast you have to pay for everything. But if you pay for the mm. hospitality, it's not a gift. So there's this fun little sort yeah, of, a little of like, between I want them. to give you money for this. And it's like, well, you can't give me money for it because it's hospitality.
2: <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it's fun. It's one thing that's really an absolute treat is getting to like talk to people from their nation and kind of like get these little cultural nuances Whereas a player you can kind of read off the wiki but like you're more aware of in the field but to hear people talk about their own nation in, in detail is it's an absolute treat um yeah is there anything that you want to say maybe closing up um about uh Farushka that uh, maybe we've glossed over that you'd want to talk about maybe is there anything huh? weird that you do that You've <laughs>
0: been about. through most of it. <laughs> We've covered quite a lot of the weird stuff. I mean, there, there are a few kind of national stereotypes that exist that we haven't mentioned. So, like the reputation of being quite cruel people that's a bit of a rep that we have. Yeah, but...
1: we would call it pragmatic. Yeah, yeah. I would, say, I would yeah. say,
2: like, can be cold. I don't think there's, like, leagues of people that are out there going, oh, let's talk shit about Verushka, right? Like, it's definitely not a nation where I've heard, like, people, like, giving them loads of shit. Oh, no, no. But, um, yeah.
0: But, like,
2: cold, pragmatic. Um, but very, very friend. On the flip side of that, very friendly as soon as there's certain, like you said, and it's interesting talking about the idea of, like, uh, accepting, like, hospitality is the way in. I've done Mm. that and not realized that that was what I was doing. So culturally blind to it, but taking full advantage of it as a process is really, really fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Very cool. Um, Well, thank you very much. Um, Thank you to our patrons as well, who I always forget to thank. So thank you very much for supporting us during this very grim time. Um, Maybe we can close up. Is there a call and answer in Verushka? Like we have like, Strength to the Empire, strength to Navarre. There's a bunch of like,
0: you've oh, got... got a couple, yeah.
1: Which one yeah. do you want to go with? Um, there's the Schlachter to fear the wolves. That one's
0: good.
2: The sh- the slackers.
0: <laughs> the slackers, indeed. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I can't think of the, sh- the Schlachter as anything else now. That oh, no. I I'm
2: so sorry. <laughs> I've made a huge mistake, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> that is a to It's a very respectable role, and no one has the right to call you anything other than that.
1: Um, yeah, do you have a favourite? <laughs>
2: The anticipation is killing me. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm, partly it's trying to remember a lot oh, of that it because it's been minute. so damn long. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I think yeah, when you have hear the sound of the Schlachter coming oh, and um, repeating okay. that one. So is it
2: a call and response? How does it work?
0: It's it's kind of a call and response. You'll you'll have somebody kind of yelling it, and then everybody yells it, but it's the same phrase. It's not. Like strength to the empire, strength from the vowel, Where there's a distinct call and response. It's yeah. somebody says the phrase, and then everybody repeats it together as one. Cj, yeah, would you like
2: to? Would you like to give it a go? And then me and Emily will repeat it in a, a Verushkin fashion, and then we'll oh, end the yeah. episode that way in a really smooth, professional, I, not drawn out in any way type. it will be
0: beautiful. I won't be able to give it full Verushkin beans because oh. the walls of my flat are not. I don't think the soundproof enough for full... No, and open. people
2: listen to this on headphones, so we shouldn't... Yeah. We,
0: shouldn't, don't, we
2: don't, don't, don't... I'm going like,
0: to move away from my microphone to do
1: this, uh, but the neighbours can deal with it.
2: Okay. <laughs> Alright, we'll get... Okay, do you want to prep me on what I'm going to be saying, because I don't want to mess right. it up?
1: You're literally just going to be repeating the exact words I say.
2: Yeah, you say so that. Just
1: hear, the, hear the sound of the schlachter are coming.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Schlachter, not slackers. I know, I wrote it down
2: again just then. Like, (laughs) Okay, let's give it a go.
0: Hear the sound of the Schlachter coming!
2: Hear the the sound of the Schlachter Schlachter coming!
1: Nailed it.
0: (laughs) What? Why do you want Hoff? He bought a curse here, didn't he? Evil he is.
1: Rumour has it, he's the one who controls that monster.
2: Yeah, he's got it back there in a cage, I hear. Sends it out to do his bidding, he does.
0: Granted, he does come across as a bit of a prick, but what makes you think that?
2: Everyone's talking about it. He shows up here, Mr. Won't take no for an answer, then all of a sudden people start getting snatched up.
0: Common sense, ain't it?
2: Took my Sally, it did. Now we're going to take what's Owen. You can't mean the girl, Ada. Eye for an eye, that's what I say. Aye. aye! We have to warn them, quick!
0: Follow me.